You're listening to Seattle Real Estate Podcast. Texas House Republicans vote to track down absent Democrats and arrest them if necessary. Are they going to be able to arrest them if they're not in Texas? Tricky since they're in Washington, D.C. and they don't really have any jurisdiction there. But we're going to talk about it anyway. And then we've also got pressure mounts nationwide to upend new voting rights laws. That's kind of what we're working with here. So Texas is trying to enact some new voting laws. To me, the changes seemed pretty reasonable. I didn't really have an issue with them. Some people, they've got a big issue with them. They need a big box of tissues for all of their issues. That's what we're talking about today. If you're new here, my name is Sean Reynolds. I own a couple of real estate companies. I read the news. All right, let's do this. So this was the first story that I saw today, and it was, uh, um, I can't remember what network it was. I think it was ABC, and they were interviewing... uh, a Democrat from Texas who had just landed in Washington, D.C. They're like, hey, you flew in on a private private jet. How, how'd that work? And they all, it was a two-part question. And they threw in also, you guys weren't wearing masks on the private jet. And whatever uh, Democrat it was, uh, representative, they answered the question about, um, you know, they're all vaccinated, don't have to wear masks but just completely avoided the whole issue of, hey, you flew in on a private jet. Like, how many was it? It was like 50 of them or something like that. They just book it out of Texas into Washington, D.C., and they're hunkered down because they're they're trying to basically just wait out this session in the uh, Texas – Texas government. So, all right, let's jump on in. Just kind of some crazy stuff. We've had this kind of stuff go on before. This one's pretty interesting. The procedural move carries little apparent weight since the Democrats who fled the state to break quorum are beyond the jurisdiction of Texas law enforcement. Yeah, don't mess with Texas. That's the bottom line here, right? They'll track you down and they'll arrest you. A showdown in the Texas House was locked into place Tuesday after the chamber voted overwhelmingly to send law enforcement after Democrats who left the state a day earlier in protest of a GOP priority elections legislation. More than 50 House, yeah, 50 House, uh, more than 50 House Democrats left Monday for Washington, D.C. on a private jet to deny the chamber a quorum, the minimum number of lawmakers needed to conduct business. As it takes up voting restrictions and other Republican priorities, in a special session. They're, so they're just going to kind of wait it out in DC, do a little fundraising there, hang out, see the sights. And they came in on a private jet. Do you think they're going out on one? I think they fly commercial on the way out. That's uh, that's kind of my thought. They're, they're probably going to take a little heat. That agenda, the Republican priorities in the special session, that agenda set by Governor Greg Abbott includes House Bill number three, and Senate Bill Number 1, the election legislation at hand that would make a number of changes to Texas voting systems, such as banning drive-through uh, voting, 24-hour voting options, and further restricting the state's voting-by-mail rules. Over the weekend, both House and Senate committees advanced the election bills. So this is a hot topic, right? This is whether these restrictions, you know... Um, whether they impact certain groups of people within the voting system. 
And Democrats are saying, yep, not good. Republicans are saying, yep, we need these. Let's go. The impact of the House move is unclear since Texas law enforcement lacks jurisdiction in the nation's capital. Yeah, that makes sense. But it sure makes a good story to read, doesn't it? Meeting shortly after 10am, the House quickly established that it lacked the two thirds quorum required to do business with only 80 of 150 members participating in a test vote. Then Representative Will Metcalf, a Republican from Conroe, Texas, chair of the House Administration Committee moved to issue what is known as a call of the House to try and regain quorum. That motion passed 76 to four. 76 to four. Well, that's because all the other guys are gone. They, they booked it out on a private jet. Ah, party time. Metcalf offered another motion asking that the sergeant at arms or officers appointed by him send for all absentees under warrant of arrest if necessary. That's dropping the hammer, isn't it? Uh, I mean, clearly, it's just kind of some idle threat. But um yeah, it's pretty interesting that this is the way that they chose to handle this, effectively making the missing Democrats legislative fugitives, the fugitive, all of the fugitives, all 50 of them. That motion also passed 76 to four. That's an overwhelming majority, isn't it? Metcalf's motions were opposed by four Democrats who were present on the House floor Tuesday morning. Representatives Ryan Gillen of Rio Grande City, Tracy King of Batesville, Eddie Morales Jr. of Eagle Pass, and John Turner of Dallas, the Big D. Those are all Democrats. Morales told the Tribune later Tuesday that he stayed in Austin because he thinks his constituency expects me to stay behind. All right, that's that's fair. I mean, I'm okay with that. Um <laughs> This whole thing is ridiculous. I believe that my efforts would be best if I stuck around here and fought here, he said, adding that he supported his Democratic colleagues who had left the state in a private jet. Under a call of the House, according to chamber rules, all entrances or doors leading out of the hall are locked, and members are not permitted to leave without permission in writing from the Speaker. It kind of sounds like a child trying to get a hall pass at school, doesn't it? Can I go to the bathroom, please? I really got to go. Can I get permission? Nah, I mean, it's it's just, this is how crazy this, this uh, these kind of types of issues have gotten. Morales said members had been told informally that House Speaker Dade Fallon, a Republican from Beaumont, Texas, planned to excuse lawmakers daily in the afternoons as long as the chamber is under a call of the House. We don't have to be here 24-7, he said. Well, I hope not. That would get tiresome. After Metcalf's motions passed, <laughs> uh, Representative Tony Tinderbolt, Republican from Arlington, sought to move to strip absent Democrats of their committee leadership posts if they do not return by noon on Wednesday. We're going to have a showdown. I'm recording this on you on the afternoon of Tuesday. They're not back when, by Wednesday. <sighs> There's going to be there's going to be some issues. The motion did not immediately get a vote. And in a subsequent exchange with Representative Morgan Meyer, Republican from Dallas, House Speaker Dade Fallon, Republican from Beaumont, uh, said committee chairs and vice chairs cannot be removed from their positions under the current chamber rules. Uh, 
Earlier Tuesday, Abbott said in a radio interview that any Democrats who fled the state should lose their committee leadership posts. Of course, any Democrat who is a member of any leadership, such as a chairman of a committee, they should be losing their job, Abbott told Lubbock radio host Chad Hasty. So I've been to Arlington, I've been to Dallas, I have not been to Lubbock. Isn't Lubbock, Texas, where Buddy Holly is from? I believe so. He was a good, uh, he was a good rock and roll star. Early, early rock and roll star. My parents liked him. Meanwhile, and he went down in a helicopter or airplane crash, airplane crash. I don't think they had a lot of helicopters in, uh, was that in the sixties, maybe late fifties, early sixties, something like that. And he went down with the big bopper, I believe. Yeah, something like that. Meanwhile, House Democrats held a news conference Tuesday morning in Washington, D.C., where they flew in on a private jet, reiterating their, their intention to stay outside of the state through the end of the special session. So they're basically just waiting it out. Can't they do another session? Just crank up another special session? That's kind of what I heard. Representative Chris Turner, who chairs the House Democratic Caucus, said any negotiations about Democrats returning to Austin would have to start with Abbott reversing his veto of funding for the legislative branch. These guys are just going ham, aren't they? Whew. Democrats are challenging the governor in court over that veto, which Abbott issued after two of his priority bills, including the ele election legislation, died after House Democrats walked out of the chamber in the final hours of the regular session. They just got up and whoop, on a private jet to DC. Funding for the legislature, staffers and legislative agencies is set to run out August 31st. All right. So I, I just I don't read a lot of politics and I don't follow a ton of politics. But I thought this is a pretty good one because it's just, it's kind of like, all right, this is your approach. Okay. Well, I see what you're doing. Uh, it seems a little weak to me, but, um, you know, who am I to judge? By early Tuesday afternoon, members on the House floor were grouped around desks or visiting with Philan near the front of the chamber. How long until they get really bored of doing this? How long is that going to take? Asked whether there was tension among members, Morales said he did not sense any. Oh, everything's fine here. I, I stayed behind because my people wanted me to stay behind and everybody knows where I sit with my political you know, agenda. And they're okay with it. It could be the relationships that I've built across the aisle, but I didn't sense that tension, he said. Everyone is coming up to me and thanking me, even though they know I'm against House Bill. Number three, these are these are crazy stories. How about in related news? Let's just read the topics of the related news. Deploy law enforcement. I'm going to send some Texas Rangers after these guys. Maybe I'd like to see that. Would you like to see that? I mean, I would enjoy seeing that. Texas Ranger, I need to arrest you and take you back to Austin. Call another special session. That does seem like an option, doesn't it? Texas GOP mulls options for elections bill after the Democrats leave the state in a private jet. Texas House Democrats flee the state and move that could block voting restrictions bill, bringing legislature to a halt. Yeah, yeah. So this literally happened. I know it happened in Oregon. And there's been a couple of other examples of this type of thing going down. But it's just, it's just crazy. 
Here's our second article, and we're actually going to talk about some Seattle stuff here. Um, but pressure mounts nationwide to upend new voting rights laws. And to me, some of these voting right laws, I'm like, okay, did you hear the whole Kamala Harris saying, well, you know, people out in the uh, the more rural areas, they don't have access to a Xerox machine. They don't have access to a photocopy machine. <laughs> and then there was like some Fox News guys just ripping that one to shreds. I mean, pretty funny. Yeah, some of this stuff is just kind of stupid, right? I mean, it's just like, oh my gosh, what are you doing? I understand where you're coming from, but all right. Yeah, this is, be reasonable about it. Kamala Harris saying people don't have access to Xerox machines. How about you take a picture with your cell phone? Because everybody's got a damn cell phone. We'll, we'll figure out a system with that, right? I mean, having to prove your identity to vote, I'm okay with that. I'm all right with that. That makes sense. I got to prove my identity for every other damn thing in my life, right? Get on a plane, prove your identity. Want to get a passport? Prove your identity. Um, how about getting into a bar where there is underage people, you know, trying to be held out? Prove your identity. It's not that crazy. You go get financing for anything, prove your identity. You just, you have your driver's license on hand. You have your passport on hand. You know, you know, fly to another country, prove your identity. It's not that big of a deal. I, to me, it just doesn't seem that crazy. But then again, some of the things that I think is a reasonable person, yeah, they kind of get trounced on because somehow it is construed as racism. All right. So in Seattle, demonstrators gathered Monday night to call for congressional action while in Texas, Democratic lawmakers left the state in a revolt on a private jet airplane. Some 50 Texas Democrats are denying Republican colleagues a quorum. We'd read about that, all right? Activists in Seattle are leading a similar charge to reverse new laws that limit voting. I wouldn't say they limit voting. They're just putting some checks and balances in place that are probably necessary. So far, 17 states have adopted new measures to restrict voting rights. The Democratic-controlled House of Representatives passed a bill called the For the People Act to block those new rules, but it died in the Senate. Demonstrators in Seattle pushed Monday night for that legislation to be taken up again. If our votes didn't matter, you wouldn't have groups fighting as hard as they are to fighting to keep us from casting our ballots, said Sean Scott, an activist who emceed the Monday night rally that was organized by Seattle Indivisible. The concern is over 28 new laws passed this year that limit voting around the country. If you look at these bills that are passing in Georgia, Texas, Arizona, and elsewhere, it really is deliberately targeting black and brown folks, said U.S. Representative Pramila Jayapal, Democrat from Washington. I have heard these arguments saying that they deliberately target black and brown folks, but a lot of the times I'm... I am missing the leap in logic, right? I'm I'm just not able to follow it. And it's like, now, hold on. That pretty much applies to everybody. I'm not seeing that. I mean, if statistically there was some kind of aberration here would it, where it is targeting black and brown folks, I mean, I'll listen to it. I just haven't heard that many good arguments for the kind of stuff that's going on as far as the voting rights um, it just doesn't make a lot of sense to me. The new laws change voting rules in various ways. Some shorten the time frame to request a mail-in ballot, 
or make it harder to stay on absentee lists. All right, you're actually making people vote. Okay, all right. Others reduce the number of polling places. All right, have all the people go to fewer places. Or how many mail ballot drop box are placed around a city? How many do you need? I mean, I've got like one in my city, just like one known one. I don't even know where the others are, right? And I live in East Bellevue here. I live in the hood of East Bellevue. Um, and we've got everybody just kind of knows, well, you got that one mailbox thing down by the mall. And it's, uh, it's like it's outside of Party City, I think it is. I mean, you know, cast your your ballot and um, go buy some decorations for your next birthday party. It seems like a pretty simple solution to me. But, you know, mailbox drop boxes, the number of those being reduced. All right, as long as you've got, you know, people have fair access to these things, you don't need to have them on every damn block. I mean, okay, expanded identification requirements are another approach. I'm okay with that. I'm okay with showing my ID. I don't really have an issue with that. Here's my ID. I show it how many times for stuff all the time. I mean, it's just, it's not that big of a deal to me, but um, I guess if you don't have an ID for whatever reason, it's problematic. Most people I know have an ID. Supporters say these laws will make elections more secure, but demonstrators at Monday night's rallies in Seattle dispute that claim. That's not a democracy, said Aaron Bishop with Wolfpack. Everybody should be able to vote in a democracy. The the restrictions that we're talking about, the, the law changes that we're talking about here, you're still able to vote. So I mean, nobody's saying you can't vote. They're just saying, hey, throw in a little ID action there at the same time. How about that? Do we need to have voting ballot boxes on every street corner? No, probably not. But we're not excluding anybody from voting in a democracy. That's kind of the way I see it. The goal of such activists is to pressure Congress to postpone its summer recess until the Senate actually votes on the For the People Act, but is still but it still faces steep hurdles. The only way it can pass is if we eliminate or reform the filibuster. And there are different ways to do that, Jayapal said. Okay. Uh, yeah, so this stuff. Uh, I, I think it's kind of wildly overdone the fact that people are getting so worked up over it. But then again, that's just me. The stuff that I'm, I'm saying, you know, the whole voter ID and all this other stuff. Okay. That doesn't, that doesn't seem like that big of a deal, but I know it's a massive argument that uh, somehow we are excluding voters from this process, but I haven't really seen an argument that truly makes sense. And again, that's just me. I don't know. What do you guys think? I don't I don't cover these political topics all that much. I know we've hit we're still working on, um, you know, certain segments of the population are still pretty worked up about the election. Have a hard time seeing that one have a hard time, uh, you know, seeing how the election was either thrown, um, or, you know, votes were mismanaged. I've had a hard time seeing, you know, any of that proven. So as a reasonable person, I'm just like, all right, we had an election, one guy lost, one guy won. 
spent a lot of time arguing about it on both sides. Um, and I have family members who believe that the election was, you know, it was not won in the correct way, not won in a legal way. And I've kind of listened to their arguments. And I'm like, uh, I, I don't know, that doesn't, that doesn't really ring true with what I saw and what I kind of experienced there. It seems to me like the results, they were very, very close. But they were also pretty apparent. So that's just me, though. Uh, I kind of tend to be more black and white. All right, did one guy win? Yep. All right. Even though we're claiming a bunch of other stuff, does this make any sense? Do we have any real evidence to back this up? I keep hearing that we're going to have evidence or evidence is on the way or a lot of issues there. But I don't, I haven't really seen anything that makes great sense to me. Do I have an issue with some of these restrictions being put in place? No, not really. And I don't think it I don't think it particularly uh, impacts, you know, either black or brown voters. I don't see that either. Then again, I haven't done a ton of research into it. But I've just followed this story and kind of looked at it. And I'm like, really? I don't know. I and I get really hung up on the whole, you know, voter ID thing. I think you should have to have an ID to vote. I, you know, that's just, I don't have an issue with that. We have to have to have an ID for everything else. I mean, in Australia right now, they're basically having to check in for every single business they go to because of the whole Rona thing. You want to talk about having to show your ID? Yeah, you want to go get groceries? Check in because they're doing contact tracing to that degree over basically no cases of the coronavirus. They might have a handful. They might have 20, 30, but they've got zero tolerance there and they're going to beat the Rona one way or the other. But I mean... You just have your ID, you want to rent a car, got to show an ID, get on a plane, ID, vote. That seems like a pretty reasonable thing to have to show your ID for, right? It's important so that we don't have these questions of, was there voter fraud involved? I don't mind seeing, you know, that ratcheted down as far as some of the restrictions on that. And we're not saying people can't vote. We're not saying that. We're just saying, hey, you want to vote? Here's what, here's some some hoops you got to jump through. I think it makes it safer for everybody. I do the, the stuff that I've seen as far as you know different states what they've enacted. Some of the stuff across the country. Yeah, let me know what you think in the comments. That's it for me on this one. Um, I'm okay with this stuff, but uh, <laughs> the, the, the Texas dudes and dudettes jetting off on their private airplane. That's a good one. That was an that was an entertaining one to wake up to today. It was like, oh, hey, there's that. They're doing that. Crazy. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks so much for being part of the Seattle Real Estate Podcast. I will catch you in the next one. Uh, don't forget, uh, if you can, if you're a uh, subscriber, hit that notification bell, because we're releasing a couple of videos a day, Monday through Friday, and one on Saturday and Sunday. And a lot of viewers on YouTube have, have told me, hey, for whatever reason, I had I, the notification bell got unhit. So hit it if you think of it. Thanks for being part. We'll catch up soon. Bye for now. Don't forget to subscribe to our channel and hit the notification bell so you'll know when our next video is out.